All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Wednesday, December 1st, 2021, and we have quite a bit of news to report for you folks today um, all over the world. We're going to start with some events occurring in North America, because normally we start with, you know, other countries, and then we uh, we go to North America at the end. I decided we'll, you know, switch it up today a little bit now. Uh, first off, fully vaccinated NBA player LeBron James has tested positive for COVID-19, and he will be missing several games. For those watching visually, you could probably see my face and my reaction. Just, you know, I'll leave it at that. Um, the next thing is that uh, this is very, very sad, but again, necessary to report, I feel, in order for us to, you know, have our finger on the pulse. But again, keep in mind what I'm about to report could be, again, uh, certainly a real event, but another form of attempting to divide and depress the masses. But a 15-year-old has killed four fellow students and injured seven others, including a teacher in a high school shooting in the U.S. state of Michigan. The victims were named as Tate Meyer, uh, who was 16, Madison Baldwin, 17, and Hannah St. Juliana, who was 14. A fourth student, Justin Schilling, 17, died as of the day I'm recording this. Uh, police allege the suspect, a uh, pupil at the school, used a handgun that his father had bought on Friday. Pupil, again, meaning that, again, allegedly pretty smart at the school. I don't know the details. I don't want to comment on it. Um, you know, it's very sad to see such, such events occur, and particularly to see the... Uh, Again, to even see, to be honest with you folks, to see the names released, I mean, I guess once someone is deceased, the family gives permission. Um, maybe the family did give permission for the names to be put out there. I was a little contemplative myself as to whether or not I should read the names, but again, other outlets are uh, out there, so I figured, you know, I, I don't want to do a disservice by, you know, um, not fully informing you folks to the best of my ability, but again... Uh, who knows what mental problems occurred. I don't want to say anything further than this at this point, because again, whether it's just like the Rittenhouse trial, whether it's like what happened with Sandy Hook all those years ago, I don't want to say anything until everything is said and done until, you know, preliminary investigations are over, even, you know, conclusive investigations are over. Um, and even then we got to question certain things because we got to look at the, the details behind it. So I promise you folks, we will be following up on this. Um, probably not anytime soon because this is pretty fresh, but you know, we, I promise you we will. The next thing is that a U.S police officer has been fired after fatally shooting a man in a motorized wheelchair while responding to a reported shoplifting incident. A Tucson police officer, Ryan Remington, fired nine shots at 61-year-old Richard Lee Richards during the incident. The Arizona City Police Chief said on Tuesday that he's, quote, deeply disturbed and troubled, end quote, by the officer's actions during the incident. Okay, we, I'm trying to play this down the middle, but I mean, I don't, I don't know how many situations you as an officer or you as just as a human being, your life could be in danger with a guy in a wheelchair type thing. Why he would unload an entire or almost an entire magazine on him, if I'm not mistaken, I, this, 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 bo this mind boggles me. Um, it baffles me, to be honest. Uh, again, presuming we have all the facts and we are accurate in this particular situation, I'm not trying to defend the man in the wheelchair, nor am I trying to defend the man who, the officer who shot this gentleman. Um, Presuming we have the facts, again, I look at a human-on-human. Human. Was this unreasonable? Was there any dialogue uh, before that? But what justified this officer uh, to be able to, again, literally, uh, yeah, sh shoot, uh, shoot, shoot this old, uh, this elderly gentleman? So again, take take that as you will. Um, so it's unfortunate, but again, I hope that appropriately and on the surface, justice is served. Uh, the next thing is that a surgeon in Austria has been fined after amputating the wrong leg of a patient earlier this year. The elderly patient's right leg was removed instead of his left, with the mistake only discovered two days later. On uh, today, on Wednesday today, the court in Leeds found the 43-year-old guilty of gross negligence and fined her... Uh, 
2,700 European uh, or euros, excuse me. Um, the widow of the patient who died before the case came to court was also awarded 5,000 euros in damages. I, I, look, that's the least one could do. If it's an honest, honest mistake, so be it. But again, that's that's very sloppy. I know that hum we're humans, we make mistakes, but my gosh, that's that's sloppy. I don't mean to, you know, I don't mean to shit on the surgeon that did this if they made a genuine mistake, but my gosh, the wrong leg. Like, I mean, we're, we're the, I, I don't know how it works medically, but were the, the documents and the reports telling you that it was the wrong leg looking back at it? Or did, did they tell you it was the leg that was supposed to be operated on and you just did it on the total other one? I mean, that's, yeah. Um, the next thing is that a U, the U.S. online dating giant Match Group has agreed to pay the founders of Tinder 441 million U.S. dollars to settle a legal battle over the dating app's worth. The Tinder founders first sued Match and its former owner, IAC, in August 2018, claiming they had undervalued the app to avoid paying billions of dollars. When Match and media giant IAC uh, bought the founders out in 2017, the firm was valued at $3 billion, but Tinder's founders claim it was really worth $13 billion at the time. Um, I'm bringing this uh, bringing this up because it just goes to show you the sort of tit for tat strategical chess games that are played at a much larger level, and that's basically what these people's lives are occupied with, which is basically nothing because they have everything they need: food, water, shelter. So basically, what I'm saying is that it's a bunch of nonsense. Again, that's one of the reasons why I bring up and report those stories from time to time. The next thing is that. American TV network CNN indefinitely suspended Chris Cuomo after explosive documents released by State Attorney General uh, Latita James. Uh, the CNN pundit Se Cuomo secretly contacted news industry sources for advanced information about the sexual harassment scandal that later forced his brother and former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo from office again. Look, I, I'm not trying to say I told you so to those that were said, like, you know, let's give him a chance. It's, it's, it's his brother, yada, yada. It's the system. It's the establishment at large. I hope that it's falling. We see, again, different factions being realigned, rearranged, and in some cases being taken out. So there is some type of shift. I don't think everything we see on the surface is, a, is an illusion. But um, again, like I tweeted out just yesterday, I, will, I, I hope I'll, I'll get way ahead of this by saying this. The Cuomo, the Cuomo brothers didn't kill themselves. <laughs> Let's leave that there. So the next thing is that a judge has blocked Biden's COVID vaccine mandate for healthcare workers across all of the U.S. Um, as of the time I was reporting this, uh, from my understanding, yesterday uh, they had blocked um, the mandate on healthcare workers for only 10 or 11 states. Now it seems to be uh, national. Again, there, arguments could be made both ways. I'm glad to see that the legal system is in, in some ways holding things up, but that's not saying much, you know, relative to everything else. Um, the next thing is that starting today, uh, starting yesterday rather, uh, everyone over 12 years of age taking a plane or a train from or in Canada will need to show proof of vaccination. A co negative COVID test won't be accepted as an, alter uh, as an alternative. As a Canadian, I can say that's that absolutely true. I can't even fly domestically within my own country without needing the vaccine uh, passport. Um, so I'm not going to get it and I'm not going to fly. I'm being completely honest with you folks. Um, I'm just going to ride it out and see what, what happens in that regard. But yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a load of, I mean, again, you folks know where I stand on that. So, um, it used to be up until literally yesterday that I could fly anywhere within Canada, no problems. And there didn't seem to be any increase in cases when I looked at some of the data relative to where I was traveling. So, you know, the next thing is that UK competition watchdog has ordered Mark Zuckerberg's meta company to sell the animated images platform Giphy. Yeah, it's time to break things up. That's the least that he could do. But again, you know, that brings that whole debate about capitalism and things like that. A lot of people nowadays say, you know, straight up capitalism does not work because you then have, you know, it leads to crony capitalism or where they just, you know, give, um, you know, contracts out to their cronies. And, oh, what are the odds that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's best friend won this contract? You know, so it's I don't need to tell you folks about that side of it. Um, 
The next thing is that up to 740,000 potential cancer cases have been missed since the first lockdown in the UK, according to a damning report by The Telegraph. Yeah. Again, weigh the odds, folks. Again, this is a touchy subject pertaining to, you know, with the COVID thing and all that. But look at look at what's going on with Omicron and all that kind of stuff. Look at the fear mongering. This is my opinion coming in now. And I will be truthful and, and open telling you folks is my opinion. But again, take that as you see. Look at the data yourselves. I encourage you folks to and make your own decision. The next thing is that the European Union Commission um, the President Ursula von der Leyen has said it's time to, quote, think about mandatory vaccination, end quote, against COVID across the entire European Union. This is exactly what I said a couple weeks back. I think Austria was the first country. One country comes in and that's it. And that's all it takes. The rest are going to follow. Uh, again, that, that sort of putting COVID aside too, that even leads to that whole, you know, sort of... Uh, imperialistic sort of globalized globalized sort of notion of um, authoritarian control that you know encompasses multiple countries which is what you know a lot of nationalists seem to be against and i understand that whether it's un nato who right there, it's a tough tough debate to make right um it kind of goes back to that afghanistan example of nationalistic versus globalistic perspectives the next thing is that a german study on covid-19 in kids ages 5 to 11 has concluded quote severe disease course or death is low in fact the case fatality could not even be calculated due to an absence of cases for children without comorbidities jesus christ end quote my god you see what i'm saying but then the fda over here in in the west is pushing it because big pharma is pushing this so they could profit they don't care about the kids again just my opinion but what does this tell you you know um I'll say very quickly, I have a family member who's uh, who believes in the vaccines and all that, and I respect that, and I truly do, I'm not being sarcastic, but I said to him, I said, how come, you know, the FD, uh, the Pfizer is asking, which they're not really, they're demanding, let's be real, at how the back end of things work, in my opinion, at least, the FDA to close things up for 55 years in terms of looking at FOIA requests for the data and research pertaining to what's inside the vaccine and the research trials, why? If it's so safe and effective, why, why do they, and the stuff they're telling us to put in our bodies, we can't see the data of that for 55 years, why? I asked him this and he said, well, you know, Dave, you're clearly denying 220 years of medical innovation. That's not what I asked you. You see what I'm saying here, folks? So again, I'm not trying to say that as a gotcha to, to my family member. I'm just trying to say that as why can't that be answered, you know? Um... The next thing is that Stacey Abrams is running for Georgia governor in 2022. Two days ago, the solar energy company Heliogen announced that it has nominated Stacey Abrams to its board. Again, she's going to make six figures attending two meetings a month doing jack shit. And then her 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 um, agenda and her, um, I guess you could say, uh, uh, interests are going to be compromised and she's like again look at the corruption it's in front of our faces <laughs> um the next thing is that the european union plans to sanction belarus and syrian airlines over the migrant crisis eu member states are expected to approve sanctions on 17 individuals and 11 entities this week over the migrant crisis the bloc blames on minsk sources tell bloomberg let's see what happens there this is a strategy and let's see again a multi-pronged one a diplomatic one and even a covert intelligence one let us see it uh, the next thing is that italy has accused egyptian security of Giulio Regeni's murder. Italian parliamentary panel report says that Egypt's security apparatus was responsible for the 2016 killing of the student. I'm sorry to say this, but I, I, world governments, because they lie to us so often, we got to speculate. Could this be a simple accusation? Could it be legitimate? Could be a cover for some type of covert intelligence uh, apparatus? Is this story in and of itself just a general distraction? I, we got to question it, folks. Um, Speaking of questioning, the next thing is that Iran and Taliban forces allegedly clashed in the border area. Iranian media, uh, media says Taliban forces opened fire on Iranian farmers thinking they violated the border, leading Iranian soldiers to intervene. 
I'm going to look that this is a big if, but assuming that that's actually what happened, I, I can understand not saying violence is the answer, but I, this is the problem. But again, we have to even speculate if that story was even written, represented accurately. Was there some provocation from either side? Like, we don't know. That's what I mean, right? The next thing is that Lebanon launches a cash card aid despite funding shortfall. Lebanon has opened registration for two cash assistance programs to help 700,000 vulnerable families cope with the withdrawal of subsidies. Again, assuming this is an intentional, uh, deliberately positive effort, good. So be it that, you know, you're trying to help people with cope with, you know, the withdrawal of subsidies and things like this. Yes, I, I've actually, I went to school, elementary and high school with some uh, some people from Lebanon. Seriously, I'm not saying this just to say it. Some of the nicest people you'll ever meet, the culture's beautiful, all that kind of stuff. So again, anything to help the people, I'm all for. Um, the next thing we know they could do much, look, we know free energy and every, everything could be solved literally within an afternoon. But it, again, I'm just being realistic within the confines of this. But, you know, that could be argued as well. The next thing is that Ugandan troops have launched an operation in eastern DR Congo. Uh, the question becomes if, uh, you know, Uganda, can they help the DRC to defeat the Allied Democratic Forces armed group? Again, it's all, it's all, if I'm not on the ground there, I don't know what to say about either side. Uh, you know, it's political moves, political motivations, tribalism, you name it. So it, it's unfortunate. The only people that are going to suffer are the innocents, as we've been reporting. Yeah, the next thing is that Ethiopian government says that it retook strings of towns from the Tigray, uh, Tigray forces. Spokesman says that Shiwa Robit, a town claimed by Tigrayan forces last week, is among those now under government control. Assuming that's legitimate and, and all that, and, you know, there's no corruption within this, you know, quote-unquote official government, good, good. The next thing is that the UN has called for the release of Kashmir uh, rights defender Karam Parvez. Parvez, who is 44 years old and the coordinator of a local human rights group, was arrested on November 22nd by India's anti-terror investigation investigation agency. Again, I need more context on this before I can make a solidified judgment and or statement or opinion. I really do. Um, we don't know either or if what side is lying, if this individual, uh, Mr. Parvez, actually did something, you know, a little shady, not saying that that would justify India's uh, anti-terror agency to do this, but we got to weigh all the options here, right? And this is the this is the unfortunate thing of not knowing the full story. And if we do, it's hard to believe because of how often we've been lied to. The next thing is that India's cryptocurrency enthusiasts have called uh, New Delhi's bluff on the ban. Uh, in one of the world's hottest crypto markets, investors are brushing off the latest push to prohibit digital currencies. That'll be interesting. I wonder. We see a lot of nations, you know, flirting with banning it, but then they don't. Others embracing it. This is going to be interesting, folks. I wonder if this is an intelligence operation in terms of the whole crypto concept as a whole. I, I wonder. I really do. Uh, the next thing is that Sri Lanka has ordered a probe into mystery cooking gas explosions following reports of at least 14 gas explosions and fires in kitchens in a single day. The president has appointed a committee to investigate. That's interesting. I, I don't off the top of my head know the geographical or population size of Sri Lanka, so maybe that's quite a big thing. But, you know... um. That's certainly something that even in the West, I think, would be looked into as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, let's see here. The next thing is that in Peru, archaeologists say they have, they have unearthed a mummy that could be about 1,200 years old. The head of the excavation project describes the discovery of the mummy, which was bound with a rope as, quote, peculiar and unique, end quote. If there's anything, again, I'm just, I, I can't help but jump to ETs. That's my selective confirmation bias. I'm not saying that is an ET at all. I'm just saying that if there's anything out of the ordinary that is found that, you know, breaks the sort of narrative, official narrative and paradigm of our history, um, even though it's being broken in other regards, in other places by other people, it's going to be covered up. It won't be reported. Just my opinion. 
right? The next thing is that hunger has increased by 30% in Latin America since 2019, according to the UN. Latin America and the Caribbean is facing a critical situation in terms of food security, UN officials say. Look, I'm hoping this is true because I'm hoping this is not some UN statement for some covert intelligence thing on behalf of God knows who. The EU, the West, I don't know. If people are actually hungry, I, I could see that. I really could. I mean, even here in the West, the shortages are pretty significant. So, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that you give me a peanut butter and jam sandwich, I'm good. But, you know, there's others out there seriously that need more than that. And I understand that. So, again, it's very unfortunate. Um, I don't mean to say that they simply need to eat one thing. You, you guys know what I mean. Um, the next thing is that Brazil's Bolsonaro has officially joined the center-right liberal party. Jair Bolsonaro, under pressure over COVID crisis in Brazil, is required to join a party to run in elections next year. And so he did. And so let us see what occurs after this, right? He's been quite a controversial figure, provocative one. He's been known to, you know, do that on purpose, provoke, um, incite a lot of emotion, uh, regard, uh, you know, regardless of either which way you think of that. I believe Lula is considered to be the same, just not as, you know, dramatic, if you want to call it from my understanding. But the next thing is that Russia is planning a, quote, aggressive moves against the Ukraine, end quote. According to U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, he says that Washington, quote, will be prepared to act, end quote, if Russia invades Ukraine. Prepared like how you were in Afghanistan? I mean, again, I don't believe you guys, but I don't believe Russia either. When Russia says the U.S. is provoking, the U.S. says Russia is provoking. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, speaking of which, Russia has ordered the U.S. diplomats to leave as Ukraine tensions have escalated. A diplomatic row between Moscow and Washington deepens as U.S.-headed NATO alliance holds talks on Ukraine. Again, it's it's a chess game. The innocents are going to be the only ones that suffer. It, it's true. We're going to keep a close eye on this, but I, I don't know what else to say. Uh the next thing is that China hunts Taiwan nationals through forced deportations, according to a report. Uh, human rights group Safeguard Defender says that Beijing has pressured governments to deport at least 600 Taiwan nationals to the mainland instead of the self-ruled island. I could see that through also intelligence operations. I could see that definitely happening. It's un Again, it's a chess game on a, on, a, on a larger scale, and the only ones suffering are the nationals that are you know being used as the pawns back and forth, back and forth. That's it's that's how I see it, at least. The next thing is that uh, China's President Xi promises 1 billion COVID vaccine doses to Africa. Xi pledges to donate 600 million doses of vaccine directly with the further 400 million doses coming from other sources. I wanted to report this because, again, look at the slow moves that Xi is making or the CCP is making relative to that of their African interests. Um, again, they seem to have a long game, deliberate plan. And again, that's been what intelligence agents have said as well, too. Not saying we should believe them uh, being so open and, and whatnot. But again, we look at things like this and I can't help but say when I take a step back, it's intelligence, it's, it's, in it's strategic, it's economic, it's, it's a, it's, it's a multi-layered chess game. And it's literally, I don't know if the U.S. is going to, if the West is going to interfere with Africa. It's very complicated. I'm not saying I have the answers or not. Maybe they already have in a more covert way. Uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I know, for example, a couple days ago it was announced that China uh, picked up a particular airport because a certain nation defaulted on a debt to China. Again, aside from their intelligence apparatus, it seems like that's how they operate, truthfully. Um, you know, just like what the banks do. You can't pay your debts. Okay, give us your properties, your assets. I'm not going to lie. From an unbiased perspective, it's smart strategically. Um, the final thing is that an inquiry has found widespread sexism in Australian Parliament. One in three Australian parliamentarians have experienced sexual harassment, a government-backed report has found. Yeah, how about the harassment in those camps? Uh, how about, you know, you got much bigger things to worry about, and I'm not trying to brush that aside. I do feel it's unfortunate for the female and male individuals, I'm presuming female more so than male, that have gone through this in Australian Parliament. But how about you focus on, you know, f not harassing and assaulting the people of your goddamn country? Just my opinion. 
And then we can focus on what you've experienced in Parliament with your six-figure salary and your beautiful pension and your yada yada. It's truthfully, folks. Again, we got to prioritize here. That's just my opinion. Call me out if you think I'm wrong. But again, um, not saying that it shouldn't be taken seriously, but you see what I'm saying. Uh, with that being said, folks, thank you so very much. We'll catch you all soon. Cheers.